A popular outcast production. Hi. Oh. You said to bring it up. What is that? Juice. Cool. Oh, I didn't know you had I have adult juice here, too. Well, I think we could use that. Would you drink this? Let's pour it back. Don't just pour it back in the container. Okay. All right, thank you. Drink it yet. Um, apparently, we're the podcast that gets burritos served to them live on the air. Portable Power, the only mobile video game podcast that has burritos served to them live on the air. Today's December 23rd. This is our January 1st episode. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Mark Matters, and I am here with Kevin Seibert and Emra Smith. All right, Kevin, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Just the normal sorts of things that I find myself up to. Okay. Do you have a drink tonight? I do. Let's hear about it. I have some festive eggnog. Mm. That was actually what I abandoned ship earlier to go do because I realized that I had forgotten to grab that. Is it alcoholic? It is. I prefer eggnog without any alcohol whatsoever in it. Me too. But, like, I'm recording tonight, as you guys might know. (laughs) It just seemed appropriate to have alcohol in it, even if it does make it taste worse. Have you been playing anything? Not really anything new. I'm still on Fantasy Life. I'm oh, up, I'm up around 125 hours, <laughs> and I've become legend rank in seven or eight of the lives at this point. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm thinking about buying the DLC soon. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, w- well, I want to do that with you, so don't don't start it without me. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, if you can wait, I mean, I probably won't get it till next year. (laughs) Yeah, in like two weeks. Yeah, no, I can wait. Cool, well, um, question of the week, Kevin. What is your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Is it Jingle All the Way? (laughs) That would be seasonally appropriate. Yeah, that's the only reason I said it. Probably Terminator 2. Oh. That's a fairly obvious choice, I guess. It's not a very hipster-appropriate choice, but I remember watching it when I was probably too young. It might be why I'm why I'm not fond of guns and even a little bit afraid of holding one. Yeah. But yeah, it left a long-term impact on me, and that was one of the, like the early sci-fi films that I enjoyed. Well, Emrys, what's going on over there? I just got back from a little Christmas gathering mm. with some friends. Where they gave me way too many League of Legends points. Like, more than I think I'll even be able to use. I don't know, man. I know you in that game, and as long as they keep coming out with champions, it's not too many League of Legends points for you. Probably not. That's the theory. And I I think it'll hold up. Because mostly I buy skins, and now I'm going to have a skin for pretty much everybody. That makes me happy. You can make a lamp out of all those skins. You can make a skin flute. (laughs) I could make a... A skin flute? <laughs> I was planning on making a skin suit out of it, like Silence of the Lambs. Alright, well, what have you been playing? I've been playing way too much Hearthstone. Really, that's the only game I've been playing. It's even Displaced League. That expansion. Yeah, the expansion. It got me, it won me over. I hate it. I'm still waiting for that game to pop up on iOS. I guess it's not going to happen this year. It's already on iOS. Okay, it's on iPad. Is it actually confirmed for for phones? I don't know. I don't think so. Much like any of the news we, we talk about on this podcast, it's who the hell fucking knows. Very poorly researched, like <laughs> all the other news. It's like, I think I saw a tweet about that once. Are we the Fox News of mobile podcasts? No. No. We have we have ethics. We have ethics in game journalism. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody buys us off with money or sex. (laughs) Even if they tried, they couldn't do it. But they're welcome to try. (laughs) Listen, I can be bought cheaply. 
for money or sex. Uh, I'm sorry, honey. Just putting that out there. Anyway, what have you been drinking? I'm drinking hot chocolate. Creamy. Swiss Miss? Of course. Well, question of the week. What's your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? You know what? I'm going to say Terminator 1. Terminator 2 is an excellent film, but I just feel like Terminator 1 is the better Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Mm. I don't really think Arnold Schwarzenegger has that much presence in the in the second one. But in the first one, he's all menace. He's badass. Yeah, yeah. I think I like the first one. It's It's really like a gritty bare bones sort of film it's a horror movie yeah mark yeah how are you doing tonight getting back in the swing of things after my vacation to beautiful seattle how was that it was really cool it was just i mean we stayed in a nice hotel right on the water like literally on the water on a pier and like we were walking distance from like pretty much everything that we wanted to do right from the the famous market where they throw the fish and where the original Starbucks is and um, also walking distance from the Space Needle and that kind of thing. And of course, we had our anniversary dinner at the top of the Space Needle, like Sleepless in Seattle or something. And Went to a really cool museum that just had a lot of pop culture stuff, Doctor Who, Star Wars, Alien, Game of Thrones, all kinds of crazy stuff. They actually even had a, not a Nintendo exhibit, but an uh, exhibit funded by Nintendo that was all dedicated to indie games. And so you could just sit down and play all these indie games. So I got to play a couple games that I've been hearing a lot about, but I haven't had a chance to play yet. Any standouts? Mm, you know, I really wanted to play Gone Home, because I hear a lot about that game, at least on the story front, whatever you want to say. But um, it was, like, broken. Like, it would not work well. The mouse was all jacked up, so I really didn't get to play it. And that was another cool thing. Like, even though it was funded by Nintendo, there was, like, PC games there, Xbox games there, all kinds of stuff. I've heard good things about that museum. I also got to play Oculus Rift for the first time, and that was effing disturbing. It's this whole, it wasn't even like playing, it was this whole, practically an amusement park ride, where you get inside this cage, and if you know anything about Game of Thrones, it was Game of Thrones themed. It's based on the elevator that takes people to the top of this giant wall of ice, you get inside this real cage that's, you know, based off of that, but then you put on the Oculus Rift, and then you put on headphones and stuff, and it is so... It messes with your senses. They take you to the top of the wall. I had to keep telling myself in my head, that like, this is not real, this is not real, this is not real. Because even though it didn't look real, like, the graphics were very, like, early PS3. They weren't that great. But just the way it was, it was completely 3D, and you're cl completely immersed with the headphones and everything and actually having the cage around you so there's like your hands are even feeling the bars and everything like that. It was crazy. My wife couldn't do it because she's pregnant, and I can understand why. It was like terrifying. It was cool. So now I am a believer in virtual reality. Cool. Are you drinking anything tonight? Yeah. Um, on a whim, I bought this Green Flash um, Cedar Plank Pale Ale, and I'm not really liking it. I don't typically go for pale ales, but like my friend recommended it. It's a little citrusy, it's kind of spicy, and overall it's just kind of meh. Hmm, that's unfortunate. Oh well, I'll power through. Just to get that buzz. <laughs> what are you playing this night for the show? You know, I haven't played like any video games in a while, but before that I, it was all Smash Bros. for Wii U, and randomly the first Assassin's Creed, because I just wanted to play a game where like, like a big world that I could explore. While murdering people? Well, only evil people. I don't murder innocent people in those games. Do you just specifically avoid it, or is that like a character? If you murder too many innocent people, it desynchronizes, because the whole game is based upon this idea that you're doing like a virtual reality simulation. So if you murder too many innocents, you desynchronize and it, you fail. I don't kill um, NPCs really in any game. That's just my style. Question of the week. What yeah. is your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Um, well, Emrys stole it. It's Terminator 1, for all the reasons he said. You know, it's I feel it's the better movie. Everybody loves Terminator 2, but honestly, I watched it recently, and I'm like, this is freaking terrible. Terminator 1 is, to me, is still kind of scary. It's gritty. I think it's the better movie. And it's very similar to, like, Alien and Aliens. Like, the second one being an action movie, the first one being mostly a horror movie. Like, I always felt Alien is was the better movie there, too. Like, I don't know. It's just yeah. the feel, the vibe, the atmosphere, everything like that. Even even just being a low budget, whereas, you know, both those movies, the second movie was way more of everything in every direction. 
yeah, Terminator 1. My second, though, would be Kindergarten Cop, because I, I don't know. It's not the greatest movie, but it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. That's like the other Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that I know. Yeah, I can't really think of that many. I can think of like five for some reason. There's the Total Recall is the other one, and mm. that one's not very good. None of you guys think End of Days was great? I didn't see it. I will not see it. <laughs> it was horrible. That one. Don't worry about it. I'm sorry you had to see it. Alright, well, I'm going to get things rolling here. Um, this is our 2014 end of year review episode, and we're going to give out a bunch of fake awards to a bunch of people that um, never listen to this podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> without further ado, uh, first category here, best game you didn't review. Kevin? Just like last year, my answer is nothing, because everything that I bought, I reviewed, because... $40 is a lot of money for a game that I'm not yeah. going to review on the show. Yeah. You didn't play any of the games that one of the rest of us reviewed? Yeah, technically that could count too, yeah. Uh, I don't recall. Alright. Emrys, what's your vote? My answer was Hearthstone. Nice. I believe Kevin reviewed that one. Yeah, I did. And I've played quite a lot of it, and it's a great game. The polish is really high, and the mechanics are solid. And it has a lot of it has a lot of character, like it does some stuff that you just wouldn't be able to do with a physical card game, like for example, the new card ogres ogres are really awesome because they have a fifty percent chance to attack the wrong enemy, which sounds like it would be terrible, like you yeah. don't want your minions attacking the wrong thing, but it actually is awesome because your ogres will like bypass taunt minions and go around them. And so they can, like, crush something that's on the other side or just hit somebody in the face. And you don't know. And it's really, it's just really fun. And it has a lot of moments like that where the cards interact in interesting ways. That game has an interesting power to make me completely miserable, yet not stop me from playing it. (laughs) It's so addictive. It's the most addictive game. Nice. My answer is Republic. It was an iOS game. What can I say about Republic? Uh, it's just an awesome, episodic, stealth-slash-strategy game. I mean, it's got full voice acting and great visuals, and I, it's this very like dystopian, sort of 1984-esque story. And I think to be able to pull off a stealth game on iOS, on a touchscreen, was just quite the feat. I was like, there's no way this could possibly work, and they make it work. I highly recommend it. Despite the touchscreen controls, which limit it a little bit like it feels like a modern like triple a game minus all the bugs like people not having faces in assassin's creed oh fuck my face i just thought of my answer to that question (laughs) (laughs) go for it okay it's not too late yeah the banner saga oh man i still haven't downloaded it i hear it's very short i haven't finished it yet oh it was half price huh Yeah, it was half price on Black Friday, so I got it for five bucks, and I'm loving it. The game has an interesting way, like, this is the first time I've ever seen it, but games were, like, that have you make decisions. Oh, okay. Like Walking Dead. Well, yeah, but a lot of those games are very stark. Your choices are either very obviously good or very obviously evil. Yeah. And everything seems completely ambiguous in this game. Okay. The game does have permadeath. But not in the same way as Fire Emblem. Like, your characters don't die in battle, but they they can die if you make the wrong decisions. Oh. And sometimes it's, like, way down the road. Like, I let a guy into my party that I shouldn't have trusted, and then, like, several hours later in the game, like, like two hours later, he betrayed me and, like, murdered two of my people. Oh, wow. Like, it wasn't obviously the wrong decision right up front, but clearly I made a bad choice. Wow, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, so like every decision I make, I'm completely on edge. Yeah, I really want to play it, but then I got turned off because I heard it was very short. It has replay value. Like I actually played it for a while and realized that I had been playing completely wrong and got to an obstacle I couldn't overcome because I was just so underleveled. Oh. Because I just really paid it, played it really badly. 
So I, I started over, and on the second playthrough, I'm doing a little bit better, but we'll, we'll see if I finish it or not, but I'm really liking it. Yeah, I also hear it's very difficult. It, it is difficult, yeah. I love tactical RPGs more than anything else, so I'm pretty seasoned, yeah. and it's still giving me a tough time. You playing it on iPad? Yeah. And it's freaking beautiful, isn't it? It is, yeah. I, I love the, the hand-drawn graphics. It looks like the Rankin and Bass Hobbit from the 70s. I never actually saw that. Oh, they're actually really good, I think. I don't know. I'm partial to them. I grew up with them. Whatever. Anyway, next category. Best and worst microtransactions. Kevin? I have best worst use of in-app purchases, but I don't have best use. Oh, okay. Go for it. Okay. Worst use of in-app pur- purchases for me was Glyph Quest. Oh. Because of the way that it was basically just a demo, and then it paraded around as a free game, and then it was like, oh, by the way, if you actually want to play this game, you have to pay money. It just seemed underhanded. Yeah. There's a lot of games that do that. All right. Emrys? For my best in-app purchases... I picked Calculords. Calculords was a really, it was a low upfront cost game with really appealing in-app purchases. You can buy a bonus prizes, which is how you collect cards, for like $2, $2 more over the base price that lets you collect bonus cards. And then you could buy customized decks, which is, gives you a lot of cards for a, a small fee. And I found those were really unobtrusive and totally optional. Like there was, it wasn't like you needed to buy a deck to play the main game. So I found, I thought the in-app purchases were really brilliant for that. Worst in-app purchase has to be City Island, which was a dreary, a dreary grind punctuated with the ability to spend real money to extend your dreary grind. Virtually everything was wait for this to happen or you can Spend $2 and it'll finish now. Yeah, that's sort of the standard for mobile game microtransactions. Yeah. The game itself was not appealing enough to warrant spending money on it, and just the fact that it was a constant ding and click grind made it really obnoxious. Yeah. Well, my votes were a little more broad. I said Fantasy Life for best use of microtransactions because just in general, any game that's a complete game and then you can buy more if you want to play more is cool to me. That's sort of the Nintendo strategy. Like, oh, we we gave you a full Mario Kart game with 32 tracks, but here's like 16 more if you want to pay 10 bucks or whatever. Like, I'm kind of okay with that, at least up front. That's my vote, Fantasy Life, because you for like 9 bucks you get a... Another area, which I don't know how big it is. We haven't bought it yet, but we'll see. My award for uh, worst microtransactions, again, is very broad. And I just put down um, everything on iOS because I freaking hate it. (laughs) So it's just any way they can nickel and dime you, whether it's don't watch this ad by paying a dollar. Any of the stuff you guys said, like, it's just, I don't know, it's terrible to me. And I hate that it's the new standard and it just doesn't seem to be going away. Best story or writing, Kevin? In this case, it's going to be best writing, because I don't know that the overall story is amazing, although it wasn't bad, but I thought that the writing in Shovel Knight was very clever, and the story was pretty good, and it wasn't excessively wordy like Fantasy Life was. Uh-huh. Everything about Shovel Knight was just really enjoyable, but like I liked that a lot of the the enemies were silly and like they were called the order of no quarter and the dialogue was witty so that gets my award for best writing cool emrys my award for best writing goes to waking mars oh which totally blew my mind it wasn't just like little text windows the story really got me it was suspenseful and it made me want to know more and i like the characters awesome this was really hard For me, this was probably the hardest one for me to answer. So I put down Chibi-Robo Photo Finder. Now, the two games that I played this year on mobile that were very story-heavy, Bravely Default and Fantasy Life, the story and the writing like on both those didn't really grab me. Chibi-Robo, not that it's like great, 
or anything like that, but it was solid. And I guess that's all I can ask for on the platforms uh, that we review on this show. Um, it was cute and funny without being super childish or very goofy, and at times it was, it was sort of touching. So, Chibi-Robo, you snuck in there. Best soundtrack. Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a pretty easy answer. I like all of the rearranged classic Nintendo themes, and the Smash Brothers series in general has excellent music, and the 3DS version was no exception. Have you gotten the Wii U version? Not yet. Do you intend to? Yeah, my family never knows what to get me for Christmas, and if they don't get it for me, I'll just go out the next day and get it. <laughs> Sure. It's a <laughs> terrible day to shop, actually, because it's like about as busy as Black Friday. Yeah, the Wii U version, um, I think I said in our episode that each stage has maybe six or eight songs. No, each stage has like 10 to 12 songs to choose from in the Wii U version. It's freaking insane. There's like 700 songs. Do you get a soundtrack at all? Like, is that something you can get? Yeah, if you purchase both versions before a certain point and register them, you get a soundtrack selection. It's a two-disc set. But it's only like uh, maybe 40 songs. I forget how many. But it's like a physical collection they mail to you? Yes. Dope. Yeah. Emrys, best soundtrack? Uh, my best soundtrack goes to Pokemon Omega Ruby. It was just really like classic Pokemon tunes combined with some new music for the game. You know, they were just really well done and really emotive. Like when you're zipping around on your bicycle, you really feel the wind in your hair, so to speak. Thanks to the musical accompaniment. They playing Kenny Loggins at that point? Yeah. So what would you say about the soundtrack on Pokemon Omega Ruby gave it the edge out over Pokemon Alpha Sapphire? <laughs> I'm sure they have the exact same soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they probably have a different theme for Kyogre and Groudon. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I'm just amazed that I knew their names. I spat those names out like I was a Pokemon master. You spit it hot. Out of the three of us, you might be the Pokemon Master. I think I am. You definitely are. It's a shame because I only put like 15 hours into Pokemon Omega Ruby and I haven't touched it in a while. Oh, wow. Because like a lot of the stuff that you do at the end of Pokemon Omega Ruby is stuff that I've already done in X and Y and I didn't want to do it again. Oh, yeah. The only thing that I really need to do that I haven't done yet is to collect all the legendaries. Because there's like 50 legendaries you can get in Omega Ruby. That's a lot of legendaries. Yes, it is. All right, my vote for best soundtrack is the same as Kevin, Super Smash Bros. for 3DS. You know the music in uh, a mobile game is good when you hook the 3DS up to your surround sound system to play. I just wish there was more, and like I said, the Wii U kind of remedies that. There's so many classic Nintendo songs, freaking classic Mega Man songs even. It's just the best. I kept playing that awful 3DS Mega Man stage repeatedly just to hear the music, even though the stage <laughs> was awful and way too small, and fuck that yellow devil. Yeah. And the Omega version is just soulless of that stage. Alright, Kevin, best visuals. Super Smash Bros. for Nintendo 3DS gets it again! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I can't think of a game that's ever come out for the 3DS that looks even close to as good as Super Smash Bros. does. Yeah. So it ran away with the award. For sure. Emrys? I picked Phoenix Wright Dual Destinies. It wasn't the flashiest game ever, but the animations were so beautiful and just the the way the 3D made the characters pop out mm, without yeah. looking worse in 2D, it was just really good. And like the character design was spot on. Everything had so much character, and it was just a really joy to watch. And I kept the thing in 3D like for most of it, which is how I judged the 3D. And I turned the 3D off in Super Smash Bros. immediately. Mm -hmm. My vote is, again, yes, Kevin, Super Smash Bros. for 3DS. You'll pause the game, and you'll just be like, wow, this is worth 
handhelds are at this point. Like, okay, fine, the Vita probably look would look better, but I don't know. The Vita doesn't have Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it has that other PlayStation All Stars, which was, a, it was okay. It was okay, but it was just you can't compete. The character models were just amazing. Mm-hmm. Some of the some of the things were a little, eh, but maybe the backgrounds or stages were okay sometimes. But the character models were the best graphics I have seen on the 3DS. And considering the hardware, it's a, it's a technical marvel as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Even though it uses like every bit of processing power the 3DS has, I'm interested in seeing how it plays on the new 3DS that hopefully we're getting in 2015. I don't know if it would improve the graphics at all. I I don't know, but it would definitely improve the performance. I don't honestly know how much I care about America getting the new 3DS or not, because I'm still not getting it. I, I will die a DS fat owner, and yeah. I will also die a first-gen 3DS owner. It'll depend on if they start making exclusives, like Xenoblade Chronicles is a th- new 3DS exclusive. So if they start doing yeah. a lot of that, you, you might... If the, if the next Pokemon is only for new 3DS, you either... Don't play it, which will probably be what Kevin does, but... Pokemon's not a system seller for me anymore. Fine. You know what I mean, though. Mm Mm-hmm. My next category here is best multiplayer. Kevin. Best multiplayer for me was Fantasy Life. Yeah. Being able to effortlessly, you know, invite you into my world and we go and do quests together. It felt like an MMO that was actually fun because shitheads weren't in the world with us. <laughs> yeah. Effortless multiplayer unless you're in the middle of a story arc. And then you can't do it at all. Oh, that's true. That did yeah. suck. But I think there was at least one night where we had to cancel because... Two nights. Two nights. There were two we nights because one night it was me that didn't realize uh, that. And like I told you about it, but I, you must not have understood what I was talking about because the next night you had the same problem. Yeah, it was, I think it was the same chapter too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Emrys, what's your vote for best multiplayer? I gave the best multiplayer to Hearthstone. Yeah. Because... It's it's not really a multiplayer game, like it's not cooperative, but you're always playing against another person. Mm-hmm. And the multiplayer is so core to the game, like there there's almost no playing it unless you're playing another person. Yeah, but you can't play your friends at it or you'll hate them. <laughs> well, that's not a problem with the game. It supports playing with your friends perfectly. It does. But when they beat you you will hate them personally. Right. On the other hand, though, if you beat them, you walk around half erect for like two days. (laughs) Got a little chubby, (laughs) yeah. You'll be smug about it, too. I know you, Kevin. You're smug. I am smug. (laughs) I do walk around erect both in my spine and in my penis. (laughs) Anytime I beat somebody, but that doesn't happen very often because I am bad. Yeah. I'm really bad at that game, but it's still wonderful to play. My vote was for, well, it's a tie between Fantasy Life and Super Smash Bros. Like, you cannot beat multiplayer in Super Smash Bros., but I'll be damned if uh, Fantasy Life doesn't come close. Like, I had a couple, you know, probably three or four just wonderful evenings with Kevin. We were talking over speakerphone and just slaying dragons and mining ore the whole time, and definitely was was pretty memorable. And Smash Bros., you know, it... Hit or miss online when you play. It's a lot better than the Wii version, but I've definitely, with the Wii version, had a much better time playing online with that. It's it's still a tie, just because playing with someone in Super Smash Bros. is is amazing. I couldn't give it to Super Smash Bros. because I only played multiplayer with that once, and it was with mm-hmm. you, and I was worried at the end that we might not be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I played my sister and Jeff of popular outcast and jeff in motion the other night and they did pretty good i definitely was the winner overall but mm-hmm. they didn't play long and i'm like okay i see i see how this is mm-hmm. like it's just it's not fun to lose
biggest disappointment, Kevin? Bravely Default. It started out strong, and it even had potential to be Game of the Year, Mm -hmm. and then there were the additional 40 hours they tacked onto the end of it (laughs) that were just a retread of everything you had already done. Mm -hmm. And, like, I finished it, but I can't say that it was time well spent. Yeah. All right, Emrys, biggest disappointment? Maybe you're not supposed to finish Bravely Default. Like, maybe it was there to to troll you. Well, then, mission accomplished on my part. (laughs) <laughs> Emrys, I always finish. <laughs> That's not a lot to brag about. <laughs> you guys are not going to enjoy what I have to say, because I know what your game of the year is, Mark. My biggest appointment was Fantasy Life. Oh. Oh. Okay, no, I didn't know what you were going to say. Fantasy Life, I found it to be very grindy. Yeah. And the story was nothing to write home about. And I didn't like the fact that you didn't even need to play to finish the story. Like, I spent a couple hours at least grinding out quests for Paladin, and then the game didn't even need me to kill any monsters in order to finish it. It was like all it was all optional. It's like, do you want to fight? And I'm like, yeah, I trained to be a Paladin, so I might as well fight them. Mm-hmm. And then the fights are super easy, and like, for everything else, you just have to kill the crystal. You like walk around all the monsters, kill the crystal, and then you win. Mm-hmm. Because the game is like, you can play this, you can be a fisherman if you want to. Yay, fishing! Yeah. And then the story wasn't even very good. No, it was, no, you're being too nice. The story was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the butterfly at all. Like, I yeah. hated that character right from the get-go. And then you have no character. Your character literally says and does nothing the entire game. Yeah, he's They make meta jokes about it, though. Yeah, which got really obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need everything to be a meta joke. Fantasy life, biggest disappointment for me. Damn. What did you think I was going to say? Super Smash, Smash Bros. Brothers. Oh, you know what? That wasn't a disappointment. I just didn't enjoy playing it. All right. <laughs> like it fulfilled all of my expectations. It like it, you know, it was beautiful and it sounded great and it, you know, had online multiplayer, but then I I would play it and I would get mad mm. and I would be like, "Why am I playing this game? I'm bad at it and it's not fun for me." Oh, I hate this as much as I expected to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a game for somebody else. Probably Fantasy Life is also a game for somebody else, but uh, my biggest disappointment in mobile gaming 2014 Bravely Default. It was massively disappointing. Yeah, the second half of Bravely Default is just the first half of the game, like, four more times. And it sucks, because we only did, like, the first half of the game before we reviewed it. We're like, oh, it's great! Mm -hmm. And then we played the second half, and we're like, this is really getting annoying. And it sucks, because it did so much right. The things that it did really moved the genre forward for the 21st century, Like, being able to scale back or scale forward the number of random battles, amazing. Oh, yeah, they should have done that years ago. Stuff like that was just like, oh my gosh, this is like the future of RPGs. Or at least a piece of the future of RPGs. But the story and the having to replay basically the same thing you've already done half a dozen times, it's just got to be too much, and I quit and never went back, and I sold my copy of the game. Did you make bank on it? No, I mean, <laughs> I definitely made double what I paid for it. And for a used copy, that's pretty good. I didn't make bank. I, I funded Fantasy Life by <laughs> selling Bravely Default. Which was a much yeah. better game, regardless of what Emrys says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't play Bravely Default, so I can't argue with that. Don't. You would have hated it. It would have pushed every one of your Bro Times Fuck Miser buttons. <laughs> okay. I believe you. Alright, now, biggest surprise, Kevin. Even people who listen to my review of the game are probably going to be surprised by this, but Pokemon Battle Troze. Oh. You know, I, I gave it a fairly mediocre review at the time that we recorded, but I ended up all told, putting about 30 hours into it, which for a game that I had mediocre opinions of is actually not so bad, and it did interesting things with the puzzle genre. I mean, it definitely had flaws, but I absolutely got a good amount of playtime out of it, especially considering it was a fairly cheap eShop title. Yeah. All right. Emrys, your biggest surprise? 
My biggest surprise was definitely Waking Mars. I got this bundle of games for Android for like a dollar, and one of them was Waking Mars, and I picked it up to review because I didn't have anything else, and I thought, oh, this will be, it'll be nice. And it ended up rocking my world a little bit (laughs) with the voice acting and just that it drew me in so much. Did you finish it? You know, I never did finish it, but I still think about finishing it, which is more than I can say for some of the other games that I've played. (laughs) My biggest surprise, uh, Mobile Gaming 2014, at least for this show, was Five Nights at Freddy's because, okay, fine, mobile games can be scary. If you listen to my (laughs) review... You will hear a story of me pretty much throwing my phone away from me because it scared the crap out of me. So, well done. And the sequel's out now, but I probably won't download it because I don't want to pee my pants. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kevin... Best retro game from our portable past. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Mm. I really enjoyed it in 2003 when it originally came out. Yeah. And it was fun to revisit it and go back over some of the memories I had with it. I mean, I played the game start to finish four times, and most of those playthroughs were all 300 quests plus the the bonus ones that come up after that. Mm. It wasn't challenging and the story wasn't noteworthy but it did the class the class system perfectly so that's why 11 years after it came out that it got my favorite retro game that i revisited this year that's horrifying why it came out 11 years ago because i i I remember being in my grandparents basement linking up and playing with you oh yeah that's just, I can't believe that was 11 years ago. I, I remember you were the one who convinced me to buy that game in the first place. Oh, really? Like, we, we were still ch- we, were, we were chatting over AIM, <laughs> and you, you described it to me as Final Fantasy Chess. Oh. And I was like, all right, I'm intrigued, and I went out and bought it and did not regret it. Good. I wish all the games I recommended to you would have turned out that way. Like Monster, Monster Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> 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 all right, Emrys, best Our Portable Past game? The best Our Portable Past game for me was Trauma Center. Mm. Because it brought me back to a, a fun time in my life when I was I was living with my friend John and we came up with Tijuana Deathmatch together. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a really impossible game that I never finished. But it had memories attached. Yeah. My best retro nostalgia trip from our portable past. This is a technicality. I don't even remember if this was technically the game we reviewed for that segment in that particular episode. But because I was going to do it for an hour portable past one day, I'm, I'm going to take it anyway. And it's Final Fantasy VI. Even though we reviewed the iOS version, the original Super Nintendo or ps1 or game boy advance or whatever system you played on it's the best game of all time it might not hold up quite as well today but it was a life-changing game for me and i'm drunk enough to cry about it right now so we're gonna move on. <laughs> i'm not going to talk about how my first child was named after a character in that game and how i'm trying to pull for my second child to be named after a character in that game but <laughs> who, who are you going for Celise. i like it yeah we'll see I don't know that I ever said congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. I, I've lost track of who I've told and who I haven't told, so I apologize if I haven't told every, everybody that in March I'm having a baby girl. This was the first I heard of it. Okay. Sorry. I hadn't heard of it until about, like, a week ago when uh, Natalie told me. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Listeners and my podcasting brethren, I just have lost track of who I've told and can't remember, so... That's happening. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Moving on. We're getting into the big ones now. So, Kevin, best mobile game, mainly iOS, for you and me, of 2014. I wanted to give it to the Banner Saga, but I didn't review it on the show. Right. So, with the understanding that the Banner Saga is a better game, (laughs) I'm going to have to give it to Hearthstone. Okay. 
<laughs> because of the high level of polish and the game like I said earlier the game must have something going on with it if it can make me as routinely angry as it does and still keep me coming back <laughs> alright Emrys I'm going to give best mobile to Calculords Calculords is a strange game but it is incredibly well made and very ambitious mm-hmm. and really has a great deal of depth of design it's a special project. That's the kind of mobile game I really like to play. Yeah. For me, best mobile game was Continue, 987654321. I reviewed a lot of games this year, and it was really hard to remember them all because most of them were very forgettable. So this was one of the most memorable. Funny enough, it was the first mobile game I reviewed this year. It just I think this game's going to stick with me for a long time, and I actually kind of been thinking about going back and playing it again, but it was just sort of very beautiful and, and sort of moving. Um, it was really kind of challenging for me. I don't know that I ever finished it the right way. If you listen to my review, it was I had a lot of like, I don't know if I'm doing this right, or I don't know if I know what's actually going on, but for me that's okay, because the game itself was just, it was, I don't know. Yeah, it was an experience. It was a really good experience. All right, here we go. Kevin, best 3DS game that you reviewed in 2014. Easily Fantasy Life. Mm -hmm. Somewhere around 120-some hours in... (laughs) Seven or eight lives, legendary status, and even after all that, I still want to buy the DLC. So yeah. it de- it definitely isn't perfect. It's not a link between worlds, which won that position for me from last year, but mm. it is a fantastic game. Awesome. Emrys, best 3DS game? My best 3DS game is Pokemon Omega Ruby. You can't do better for like value for your dollar than a Pokemon game, in my opinion. Yeah. And they're just keep, they just keep getting better, and they're fun. You can play it at any kind of level that you want. You can get in there casually and just blast through the story and not regret anything. Mm-hmm. Or you can go and become a mega trainer and learn all about the hidden stats that they have and go really, really deep. And even into competitive, it's just the most rewarding game. I don't know if this came up in our review, forgive me if it did, but um, did you like it better than X and Y? It's basically the same game as X and Y. Mm-hmm. With a different story. Yeah, with a little bit of a different story, because <laughs> like they're really not all that different from one another. But there's little changes that make it, like, if you're into Pokemon, it just pays off to play them. Alright, for me, the best 3DS game of the year was Fantasy Life. I didn't play a lot of 3DS games this year. When we started this podcast, it was sort of established that Kevin was going to be the 3DS guy, but I've tried to take a little bit of the burden off, but my wallet doesn't always allow it. But yeah, um, it's one of the few 3DS games I purchased this year. And, you know, I watched it afar for months, you know, before it was released. During E3, I think, when they were playing it on the Nintendo Treehouse Live is when I was like, you know what, this is kind of starting to look awesome. And when it actually came out, I was like, oh, I can't really afford it. And then I just was like, screw it, selling Bravely Default. And I kind of bought it on a little bit of an impulse, but don't regret that at all. I will continue to play it for a long time. I haven't touched it in a week or two. I I see this thing having some legs, and if I can get my co-hosts here to play it with me, with the DLC especially, I think we will all continue to enjoy it for a while, except for maybe Emrys. (laughs) I'll play. As soon as you're ready to explore Origin Island, let me know. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I need to I need to grind it out. That's all right. We got you covered. Kevin's okay. triple whatever level you are. My level <laughs> is hard to understand, but you may you may start to worship me as one would a god. Is it is it like in the original Super Mario Bros for NES where it's just like level crown like just like a bunch of symbols and numbers and don't make any sense? Letters. Let's just say that the rainbow crowned monsters run from me now. <laughs> all right. Before we get to Game of the Year, I want to take everyone down a notch 
and vote for your worst overall game of 2014, Kevin. Pokemon trading card game. Oh. Yeah, that's a surprise. It might have just been that I had higher expectations for it okay. because it because it is developed by the Pokemon company, but the user interface was horrible. The gameplay itself is very dependent upon luck, and it's just overall really ugly. Like this from a, a company that typically makes like triple A quality releases. Yeah. But what did I what did I say in the review? Like I this is my conspiracy theory, but I feel like without them being under Nintendo's watch, they can't produce as good of a product. No, I understand that. I'm just saying they are capable of much better. Yeah. It's I mean it might be poor project management. I don't know mm. what it is, but that game was the worst game that I played this year. Well, yeah. Yeah, the worst that I played this year. I'll go with that. <laughs> All right, Emerus, your worst game in 2014. Worst overall is going to City Island. Uh, it's a game that made me depressed to be a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah, it was just repetitive and not gamey. Like there are things that make a game a game, mm -hmm. like mechanics and stuff that you do and like puzzles that you solve or ways to interact with the game that make it fun. This game is literally just tapping on little icons and activating the feedback response part of your brain. It's cookie clicker? Yeah. It's not even cookie clicker. It's like one of those rat games where they give them electrical shocks to the brain or little food pellets. That's what it's like. Only instead of just giving them food pellets, they ask you to pay. Pay real money, and then you get your food pellet, which is dry and made of vegetable matter and has no flavor. All right, so um, we're obviously not going to ever hear from that developer to review their games in the future. <laughs> My worst overall game, and there were a lot of kind of just bland, crappy games I played this year, but... I didn't feel super strongly about any of them, but I gave the crowning achievement of biggest turd to Blade Lords. There, I mean, there's plenty of bad fighting games, and I think, personally, all fighting games on iOS are bad, but I think this is the worst of those. It's like the Wu-Tang Gang for PS1 minus any bit of enjoyment you could possibly squeeze out of that <laughs> with worse graphics, and it's just the worst game I played this year, and I apologize, but that's the way it is. So, this is it. Final category. Kevin, what is your game of the year? I feel like this is telegraphed, but fantasy life. Is there anything more we can even say about it, really? I, no, I've, I've already said everything. I think people are tired of hearing me talk about it. Yeah, alright. <laughs> Congratulations, people that made it that I can't think of that I probably level should five. Level 5, thank you. Emrys, your game of the year. My game of the year is going to Calculords. Wow, over Pokemon. Yeah, actually, uh, like Pokemon is great, but it's the same game every time, like I've been saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Calculords is a different game from everything else. And it's just bizarre and wonderful. Yeah. And I feel like if anybody has like a hankering for puzzles and strategy, that they should check it out. And it's not just because I think Sean Baby is hilarious. No, I, I played it too, and I think it's a really good game. All right, my game of the year... Kevin, I've piggybacked pretty much half of your votes, but yeah, it's Fantasy Life. It's it's the game on a mobile platform that I played the most this year. I mean, we've done a full extensive review on it. We've talked about it for half an hour this episode already, so I, what else can we say? Like, I'm glad I bought it, and to think I almost did not purchase it, so I'm, I'm really glad I did. best game of the year is is emerus's biggest disappointment <laughs> yep that's why there's three of us that's why that's just the way the world works you know 
I'm intoxicated. (laughs) (laughs) I had a very small dinner and then a very large beer. It's funny, though. I was looking at the App Store, like Apple App Store, like games, best games of 2014, whatever you want to say. We reviewed one of them. Really? uh, Every other, they had like 20 or plus, like best games of 2014. And there were only one of those that had appeared on our show. Which one? Bullocks. I can't remember now. I guess we just know how to choose turds. Yeah, well, I think part of it, it's like, what are their standards for, for like, best games? True. Their best games of the year are threes. I've no, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, Leo's Fortune, which I almost downloaded. Monument Valley, which I played at that museum, which was pretty cool. Hitman Go. It, it's a lot of games we don't really even like to play. Uh, you know what I mean? Shitty puzzle games and stuff. Farmville 2? Come on. Infinitely better than Farmville 1, though. Crazy Taxi City Rush is the only game on their Games of the Year that we reviewed on this show. Yikes. Got Us, Rival Knights, Retry, Adventure Beaks. I don't know. It's just funny to me. Or it was funny to me the day that they posted their Best of 2014. I'm like, oh, wow, ours don't line up with that at all. Crazy Taxi, Crazy Taxi was pretty good, and it was it was a pretty good game for iOS. It's just funny how our selection choices go. Like the games we look for are just not the games that end up being like best game of the year. Well, we're more traditional gamers, and the iOS platform tends to appeal to people who didn't grow up playing video games. You're absolutely right, and it also has to do with what um, Emrys referred to in episode one of Portable Power Podcast as hipster bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we love our hipster bullshit. I want to make t-shirts. Oh, man. Hipster bullshit. Get that made. Hey, listeners, let us know if you're interested in having a hipster bullshit t-shirt. We'll have that made up. Yeah, absolutely. It'll have an icon of like a Nintendo cartridge on it. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking, like an NES cartridge. Yeah, I would, I would wear that. I would wear that on a date. <laughs> on a first date on a first date wow nice. you'd be wearing that on a lot of first dates <laughs> <laughs> yes sir such is my love life indeed <laughs> well thanks for listening everybody and thanks for caring uh, about what we have to say we'll see you soon and stuff <laughs> next year Next year, although the day this episode drops is next year. So we'll see you this year. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Go over to portablepower.popularoutcast.com. Clear your cookies or use incognito mode. Do the shopping that you'd normally do. We'll get a small cut of whatever it is you spend at no additional cost to you. Help us get noticed. Go over to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to the Portable Power Podcast. Get in touch with us. Maybe you'd like to send us a game review request or your own answer to our question of the week. You can email us at portablepowerpodcast at gmail.com or use Facebook, facebook.com slash portablepowerpodcast. Or get in touch with us on Twitter at portablepowerfm. Drink responsibly and listen to the next episode of the Portable Power Podcast so you can witness what happens when people don't.